0: back to Anne Anshah and today I have cleaner fallen from Northern Ireland who is a motivational life skills mentor and lifestyle influencer you're very welcome today Kleena thank you for having me on thank you for coming on um so Kleena I have known you for the last couple of months now because I have done your um life skills course motivational life skills course which is absolutely amazing and it's life-changing um for myself anyways you know and I know so many people who have done it have you know really good feedback and positive feedback for yourself um but can you just tell us um, about yourself
1: well thank you so much for that lovely introduction I am delighted uh, that you have got on so well it's a, a course that I'm very passionate about I put a lot of work into so yeah I am a busy wife and the mother who three little ones from Northern Ireland I am currently doing uh, Motivational Life, skills Matter, which is a course I devised six years ago after many many years of study and college and different experiences uh, working in the performing arts industry I ran my own uh, Drama and Dance Academy for 13 years. I then embarked on a TV presenting job for just over two years. And then it led me to this. And it just feels so right that I am living my purpose. And I love doing it. It's something I'm so passionate about helping people, guiding them through yeah. skills they need in their life. Like, you know, we, we think of life skills and we think of changing light bulbs and cooking and, and things okay. like that. And obviously, there's more to it. What are life skills? What are the skills we need to, to cope with an ever changing society, to cope with grief, trauma from the past? Have. Living, training yourself to live more in the present. Um, dealing with anxiety, depression. All of those things that many people are faced with. And that is currently where I'm at at the moment with new project in the pipeline. I yeah. do want to combine my two loves of Motivational Life Skills Mentoring and a wee bit of the TV presenting. So I am currently working with a production company at the minute to combine the two to bring it to a YouTube channel. So that's kind of all happening in the background.
0: So life is just crazy. Yes, especially with three kids and your home- husband as well like so you're trying to balance everything I am yes but you're like many many mummies and people
1: in general out there we just we just keep I suppose taking a day you know day by day doing what we love and making sure that the little ones are seeing the best version of us that's what I'd be very passionate about that they see the best version of their mummy.
0: yeah which is is really important because I suppose we are we influence kids children so much and it's like we imprint ourselves onto them so it's really important that they do see the best version of ourselves all the time you know obviously you're going to have your bad days and whatever but
1: absolutely and I am so passionate about that (laughs) I was very fortunate to be brought up in a very loving environment with very loving parents who had a very loving relationship and I just presumed everybody had this growing up we were sheltered and protected from things and places and I just I remember it was a bit of a culture shock when I turned into the teenage years and started to hear my friends' life stories or people within, you know, the class, their life stories. And it really just started to break my heart. Like, why, why why, did this happen? And why did this happen to me? And why did that not happen them? And it really got my mind going at a very young age. Yeah. And I always knew back in my mind that everything I was so fortunately taught in my loving family home, that I was going to be able to bring that to society in some way I didn't know how. Because there was yeah. no such thing as a, as a life skills mentor back then or a motivational one at that. There was nobody teaching what I was preaching about for years. And I just knew from a very young age that I wasn't very academic. I wasn't very, you know, very intelligent as school. I was more creative and boring. Mm -hmm. And the brilliant teachers in my school enhanced that on me and supported me with that. And I'm forever grateful to them and the amazing school that I went to. But I always just knew, as I said, at the back of my head, there was stuff that I knew there that I was so fortunate to be given at such a young age that I was eventually going to be bringing to people in some way. I just had to try and figure out a way of how. And Mm -hmm. for many years, I taught Talk to myself in the car, driving along, creating all these speeches in my head, listening to speeches online, doing courses. And it just eventually, I eventually took a quantum leap of faith and devised a programme, which took quite a long time to do yeah. and brought it to the public to see, was
0: there an interest there? And finally, there was. Yeah, and it like, as you said, you know, the, it wasn't the norm back then, like to have a motivational life skills mentor or even a course, you know. So, and I think with society changing the way it is, you know, um, I suppose mental health is becoming a major um it's not as the stigma isn't attached to it as much as it was and like people coping with different situations whether that is like you know losing your job marriage breakdowns whatever you know it's having those skills to be able to cope in those situations because you know normally you would have just brushed things under the carpet oh I'm fine whereas now it's okay to be sad it's okay to you know what I mean to be able to get help and to cope with different situations
1: absolutely you you said something very amazing good golden nugget there and what I am very passionate about is educating the adult so they can pass it on to the youth and we need to get we need to get the children we need to get them at that young impressionable age where they are being conditioned some might call it program some might call it you know childhood however you want to call it they are being conditioned through their parenting through their environment through their school and now they're being conditioned through their online gaming through the content they watch on YouTube and what they see in magazines so we have to educate I have to be educated. I am continually educating myself. I am very passionate, about passionate, passing on that education to the society that I am part of, the society that my children are going to be part of. And we have to be so careful that we're all connected in some way. We're Mm. all part of this in some way. And we have to take responsibility for it. We have to be sincere about it. We have to be passionate about it. We have to be willing to help the children and help ourselves and we all have to take a wee bit of responsibility, we do and that I suppose that would be where my I would know where my purpose would lie is that I'm so passionate about all of that stuff, the youth and getting them at a young age so that we can condition them in in a more powerful, enlightening, faithful happier, healthier, content way we're not going to get to all the children we are not going to help, you know, fix and serve everyone, we're not going to you know, be able to, I suppose you know, we just have to do our best and I suppose that's where I'm so passionate that I want to be able to help people like you could come to me and want to know more about this material so that they can help themselves to help others.
0: Yeah and you know there's a lot lots of things that I've learned from your course. We will go into them in a little bit more detail in a few minutes but what I want, um, I know it wasn't all plain sailing for yourself. You did go through kind of a health issue back a couple of years ago um, which was probably quite scary for yourself. Mm, It was. Um,
1: I suppose when I think back when any trauma that hit me I was seven years of age. So prior to a trauma hitting anyone you have to think of the foundation that have already been set so I was very very lucky as I said that my foundations were solid in a way they were full of love they were full of faith they were full of many many things so when the first bout of trauma I experienced at a very very young age age seven for four years um that I didn't deal with and I knew someday it was going to come back everybody said it to me you never dealt with it you never talked about it you never done this you never done that and I remember going to find the and I was just so happy it was over I was so relieved moving on with my life well my goodness did it come back with a bang it firstly came back in my early 20s and I dealt with it in a great way then it came back with a bigger bang um when I first yeah. became a mother so obviously you know anybody that knows me knows I'm I was obsessed with babies obsessed with being a mummy <laughs> obsessed with dolls obsessed with Barbie so much so that the dolls and Barbies had to be taken off me as I was entering you know secondary school <laughs> level you know you know can we come with dolls and Barbies and I was like really like it was gotten that I just went out to babysit them at a very young age so anybody that knows me knows that it has been the way I have been from a very young age so I became a mother and I was so excited and so proud and I've never felt as happy as I felt but this awful fear riddled me I didn't know what it was because I had dealt with my fear I I felt I had dealt with my fear I felt I got the right help and therapy in my early 20s for my fear which where I knew where it all came from so I was very fortunate I knew where this had come from, where this had stemmed from, and it riddled me. And I just thought, I can't believe this is happening to me. You know, I just wanted to have this wee baby. You know, like she's eight and a half now, but um, within four months, she was only four months old. I was rushed to hospital, and they treated me for six weeks in the Royal Victoria Hospital for a brain disease. And I remember saying to the neurologists and the doctors, you know, this is all stress. This is this is stress. This is fear. This is whatever. They wouldn't know what their heads may. You know, trying to be professional and nice as they work. They were amazing and they would have said things you know you focus on that part and we'll focus on the medical side let yeah. us do this side and you work on that but one thing we're going to say to you can and i'll never forget the neurologist who said it you know never underestimate pressure and um never underestimate stress and the pressure it can have and stress on your body and i remember going wow that is that has really just opened you know m- my eyes to the power the destructiveness the toxicity and anything as- associated with stress on your body yeah. and how damaging it can be and from that moment i When they said, let let us look after the medical side, you look after your side, the inside, the inner work that you have to do. And I did. I listened to podcasts. Well, it wasn't podcasts, it was like YouTube had just come out. Mm -hmm. And I had listened to Bob Proctor. I was reading good, healthy material. And I was learning, I suppose, to release and let go, forgive and accept. I was going through all these stages. And I did. I released, I let go. I took the power back myself. I forgave this person who hurt me and just sent lots of love. And this is how. Hard. Like this is not easy work. When somebody hurts you, when somebody takes away your power and traumatizes you at a very young age, it's very hard to forgive. So I was just so proud of myself that I could do it. I could go through this process of forgiveness. And when I did, I I started to naturally then heal myself. They worked on the medical side. I worked on my side, you know, internally. And it was a beautiful journey. It was a beautiful, enlightening journey that I went through to really find myself, to find What I'm about, what I want to do with my life. Um, I was in four months into motherhood, and it was all very, very traumatic. But like
0: that, that's an amazing story because your baby was only four months old, you know, Mm -hmm. and you were starting your new life as a mammy as you said. And like all of a sudden, everything that you had gone through from a young age just kind of was like, No, I'm still here. You, I'm literally just going to knock you down one more time, you know. And you talk about stress and things like that, and we never realize how effective that is on our bodies and yeah. it's it's so so hard to when when your body does break down like yours did it's where did that come from you were very lucky that you knew where it came from and you were able to you knew before i'd say it happened and you were able to do a lot of inner work as you said yourself but it is quite hard for people who don't know where it comes from to you know where do i start what do i do how do i do it
1: it is and it is a very like on, I, i've said this to you and i said to any of my clients and i have worked thousands of clients mm. i always always say this is a roller coaster we are going to peel back these layers and it's not that I want you to focus on going backward or focus on the past I want you to identify and learn to accept what is and when you do that it's a as you know it's a very gentle slow process and if there's ups and downs good with the bad bad with the good is that when we do get to that stage where we can release it that's when your life changes yeah. we release it through Brian, through laughter through however or whatever it takes you're releasing it. And it is a beautiful journey because when you do then go through and you go to the next stage, you will identify with your triggers. You will identify who is possibly toxic or negative in your life, who is weighing you down, places, environment, memories. And then you just become so aware, just yeah. aware of everything and everyone that I know there are places I will not go to, you know, because I don't connect with them people or I don't feel happy or safe or tender or whatever it might be. Yeah. So with a journey like this, you know, We're not ignoring negative thought. We don't, you know, we have to really learn to identify with what has happened, not the why, but what, what has happened and learning to live more in the moment, learning to control the thought, not silence them. Yeah. Learn to control them and reprogram them. And so that we can have a healthier, brighter, prosperous future. But the future is doesn't even come into the equation. Yes, we go through the process of setting goals. We go through the process of who do you want to be? Who are you? What do you want to look like who do you want to be how do you want to be how do you want to think what do you want for your future because what people don't realize is your future's tomorrow yeah so it's that close it's not like years and years down the line it's tomorrow and you know i'm just i suppose as you well know focus and train and teach people to live more in the actual moment to learn to be more content and happier in the moment but to get to there we we'll have to peel back a few layers
0: yeah and you know i suppose we all kind of forget about the present moment and we think of <clears throat> like you said the future the past, you know, any past hurt that you haven't dealt with, you know, that kind of comes back and you're like, I really need to deal with that. And then you're worrying about the future. Well, oh, what am I going to do? Like, where am I going to be in five years time? And that can really set off your negative thoughts, like really, yeah. you know, and they can be very aggressive negative thoughts if you let them. But if you're more in control as your thought, of your thoughts, as you said, you're not going to adopt them all but you will learn how to control them and mm-hmm. be in the present moment. Because, you know, when you're sitting there, like I've loads of needs and nephews and I would sit there with them and they're playing a game and you know before I did your course I'd be like sitting on my phone you know while they're there playing and instead of putting the phone away or if I'm having a conversation with my friends or family I would always be on my phone and it's like no that's so rude and it's like I'm not being present so it's like put the phone away and give them my undivided attention it's not forever it's just for there and then and just be present with, with the person absolutely and
1: a lot of people who say those young children and st- the stuck in their phones you know they're not living in the moment I'm looking at them and thinking you're probably not living in the moment either because do you (laughs) even know what living in the moment is do you Do do people who say these things I always question and go do you really understand that term do you understand Mm. what living in the moment actually is and they really don't because they're so they're so consumed by their their thought they're so consumed Mm. by their subconscious mind which we live in the majority of the day I don't want to go with statistics and all of that but 95 to 97% of your day is spent on autopilot is spent Mm. in your subconscious mind so whatever has been programmed there, however it has been conditioned, whatever you've experienced or went through or felt or thought, whatever was done to you is in there and is controlling your everyday. Now we will not get to every thought. We yeah. don't know if it's possible to control every single thought that comes in because people, you know, I'm not one to say negative thoughts are bad. I choose to look at a negative thought as a reminder. Yeah. So that's a positive. But yeah. I know they're negative. I know they're they're maybe not great. But I don't look at bad things as being bad and good things as being good. i just know that with good you'll have bad with bad you'll have good and it's learning to understand our perception of it that in every bad situation there will be a positive and in every um good situation there will be a negative it's just it's just the way it goes and it's learning to control the abundant negative thoughts that come in that are weighing you down that are making you feel horrible about yourself that are so destructive you don't even know who you are and where you want to go it's those thoughts that we want to try and capture yeah that we we are all equal we have all been somewhere done something something has been done to us we've all had the negative thoughts we've all done the negative things we've all been hurt and we've all hurt yeah there's nobody walking around like like our lord I'd, i've i never met this person and we have to be so mindful that yeah we have to take the bad with the good and the good with the bad that our thoughts aren't all going to be great but we have to just train ourselves to very gently monitor them and look after them and look after them the way that you would look after um, uh, a young child, yeah. you would, you know, I talk about the triangle in the classes parent yourself, coach yourself, and mentor yourself. Parent yourself that when you're having a rough day, how, how would you like a parent to talk to you? Talk to yourself like that, that when you're feeling a wee bit lazy and you know you should get up and go for that run, coach yourself the way a coach would strategy to get up with your arse and get going. yeah And a mentor then would direct you through all those those obstacles that you're facing. So I have to do that on a daily basis. I have to look after cleanup. I have to check in with. Cleaner every morning. Yeah. I have to work on my gratitude. I identify maybe with things that has been said to me, that has happened, that I thought, that I felt. And I will just know that it's all perfectly normal that I have a choice here. Am I gonna let them destroy my day? Or am I going to, you know, just learn to accept that they're there and try not to let
0: it take over? Yeah, exactly. As long as they don't take over. Um it's so important. And you talk about um gratitude and how important that is. And I suppose when When I started your course, yes, I knew about gratitude, but implementing it into my daily routine, I I didn't even think about it. You know what I mean? But now that I have, it become, as I said, a daily routine that I work on, um, which is so important because we don't realize we're always looking for that something else. And we don't realize that like we have so much right now. You know what I mean? Be grateful for what you have, that I have a roof over my head, that I have the ability to get up and make my own cup of tea or coffee, that I have the ability to put my head down on a bed that's warm and you know what I mean things that we take for granted like running water and yeah. gratitude I suppose is so important and you've instilled that into me so like you obviously do it have been doing it for a long time
1: I have I have been doing it from as young as I can remember I think I've always been a grateful person but I know I am grateful because of how I was brought up yeah. and it was something mummy and daddy always instilled within us was to be grateful for your annoying brothers and sisters <laughs> but we were like fighting like we were never allowed to fight I would be like just be grateful for them and you know like daddy would have you know taught us about things going on in the world about people who didn't have food and you do have food and I don't know I just always been like this so I do not know any other way yeah but what then starts to happen is when all those things that happened to me growing up um, all those years ago and even just recently like eight years ago um you know it just reminded me it just enhanced my gratitude level to ha- I didn't think it could go any higher and it did yeah. so when when I wake up in the morning I am just so lucky to have eyesight, to be alive, to be able to get out of bed by myself, not aided with a nurse, to be able to walk on a warm floor. Uh, This is just automatically comes to me. I just be so grateful that because I know what it's like. I was in a neurology ward. I witnessed people dying. I witnessed people not fit to talk, walk. I witnessed a lot of trauma for six weeks every day. What nurses and doctors deal with is just how they, you know, it's just unbelievable what what they go through on a daily basis yes. helping people that are struggling in every way so for me to be able to open my eyes and get myself out of bed by myself that is like the biggest thing I am so grateful for and before I go near my phone I will check in with all those people who are under my roof first yes. so I'll go look at the children Barry's possibly already away to work at the time I get up but I will check in with them before I check in on the phone in everybody else, on, into everybody else's life I will check in on my own world because yes. I'm so lucky to have three children I am adore them um, and I want to make sure that they're getting me before anybody else get me. So mm. prior then to listen my phone I will have a cup of tea. I join a little reading group in the morning which is great we have great crack in it and I love you know just listening to other people and I love learning from other people and I just be so grateful that I have that opportunity in the morning. I am I am an early riser I get up mm. and have five and I am just so lucky I have the opportunity to sit in peace and silence for a couple of hours prior to them waking up. because I didn't have that there for about six or seven years with very little sleep with Hannah Marie she didn't sleep and my children were very early risers so now they're in a good routine so yeah. Plena has that time back in the morning to check in with herself to and to work on the gratitude and as you said there at the start you only think you're grateful until you study gratitude and yeah. if you really study the ins and outs of gratitude for the run on water for the electricity coming to your kettle for the cup for the work that you had and the money you made and the banks that allowed you to store your money in there and distribute it whenever you want so that you could go and buy a cup and a kettle you know, there's so many areas and so many, um so many things to be grateful for. People just think that gratitude is they're grateful for their al- life, they're grateful for their health and they're grateful for their family. And that's when you test the people. No, go more. I want another 10. Yeah. Like when was the last time you thought about, you know, gratitude for the tar on the road? But yet all we do is saying about the potholes and the bad roads here in Ireland. And all we want to do is complain as opposed yes. to focus on what we do have. And we are a very fortunate, lucky nation like look what we have and yet we want yes it's okay to want more I'm all for wanting more you deserve it of course but before you want more really just sit back and appreciate what you've got first
0: yeah that's so important what would you what advice would you give to somebody just starting off with gratitude like how how would they even start it you know and then just kind of implement it I suppose
1: well it is going to take you know it's going to take a bit of time it's going to be it's going to take daily effort this isn't something that you work on once or twice a week. This is and getting up to work on yourself takes daily effort because some days you're not gonna feel like it and some days you're gonna feel sad and that's okay. Some days you're gonna be tired if you know if you're a woman and you know where you're where you're at in your cycle. You know, the week before or the week off, it's not too pleasant. It's yeah. gonna be hormones can be raised and, and things like that. So gratitude. Uh I would say start by writing 10 things you're grateful for. Not people things yeah. and see how you get on. And then the next day add another five. And the next day add another five. Five. And maybe a couple of weeks in, you might be really struggling to think of anything new. But at that stage, you should start feeling gratitude. Yeah. So we start with our thoughts and dumping them out. So when you dump out your thoughts out of your mind, you're seeing them mm. visually with your eyes. So it gives it a completely different perspective. And when you see your thoughts and you see what you're grateful for, it gives everything around you a full different perspective. Like yeah. when was the last time you were grateful for your local shop or the shelves in your shop to hold your food? Yeah. Like there's everything, everything. That has been created around us. We need to be grateful for because without it, it would be quite strange. So a gratitude journey is a journey for a reason. Um, And then I suppose you will will eventually get to the stage I suppose where I'm at, which is I'm doing this a very very long time. So do not compare yourself to me. But you would hopefully eventually get to the stage where all that, all those tough times you went through, all those negative people you encountered, maybe even the bad things that you done or were done to you, that you will be. will be able to find a way to be grateful for them that's at the stage that i'm at that i can look at it in gratitude and say there was a lesson there and i've learned it and i make the choice if i want to look at it and continue to look at it in a bad way or because society deemed it bad is a bad that's how i choose to look at it but as i said i'm doing this my entire life i'm studying Mm -hmm. this material 14 Mm -hmm. years and if you're only starting out with gratitude i would only suggest 10 things you're grateful for in the morning the next day add five continue to add five two weeks in you may or think okay go back to the start again because people forget you know the importance of repetition the art of repetition it's an actual skill it's so important and we don't give enough time and attention to it repetition is key in anyone's growth of reprogramming all forgiveness all self-love whatever it is you're going to do if you do not repeat it constantly if you do not practice you will not progress so there's a term in this modern society practice makes progress practice makes perfect my opinion and I learned this from Dr. Bruce Lipton is practice makes progress. You will mm-hmm. learn to progress. You will learn to grow. You will learn to eventually love who you are. You will learn eventually to be able to control those thoughts. You will learn eventually through practice to forgive. It's not something you do once a day and move on. Think of it like practicing or revising for an exam or practicing for a theater production. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to lift the script and learn the lines one day. It's going to take weeks and weeks and hours of practice. This applies everything going on in your life you don't practice self-love if you don't practice those affirmations if you don't practice gratitude if you don't practice nutrition if you don't practice exercise you know if you don't work at these things you will not progress yeah and you will just constantly feel stuck and you will constantly beat yourself up and you will constantly stay in a negative mindset so it is tough work i i don't tell anybody signing sign up but this is easy <laughs> sit back relax and i do all the work oh hold on a moment we're about to reset 30 odd years of of paradigms within your subconscious mind is this going to be easy <laughs> nope
0: no <laughs>
1: but is it going to be worthwhile
0: oh yeah the best investment you will ever make is to yourself and that's that's so true like you know investing in yourself and making yourself a better person for yourself and talk about affirmations and I practice affirmations for a while now and it's only in the last couple of months I suppose that I have felt them and like I actually feel what I'm saying is real whereas at the beginning you're like oh lord no that you know but uh, as you say repetition it's so important because you will eventually start to believe it and you will eventually start to feel it and it'll just become the norm and like i think affirmations are so important they just reinforce everything absolutely and could you
1: imagine if you had been taught this at a young age yeah like i was this is why as i said at the start i am so passionate about getting it to the young the the children the youth of today because there's nowhere out there to teach them how to you know identify with those thought yeah. you know and to look after those thoughts and to know that it's okay to have negative thoughts but it's even better if you could have more positive thoughts and to talk about trauma maybe going on at home to yeah. talk about the struggles they're having in school but our poor teachers or doctors or nurses or um our mental health sector all the sectors that are so vital to our growth yeah. don't have the resources don't have the funding don't have the support and don't have the knowledge yeah. to, to be able to teach this to people yes they have injected mindfulness into many schools which is so incredible to see and they have career-led teachers which is so vital especially in secondary level they've got accelerated reading now within schools which is so important and there's many other aspects i have many many family members and friends who are teachers and i constantly be asking them questions there are amazing there are many many amazing aspects of um, of the curriculum that has changed which is incredible to see but the teachers are so overworked they are so stressed they are so much pressure on them as is our nurses, anybody within that those sectors, yeah. do they have the time to sit and talk to a student one-on-one about their thoughts? So that's why I'm so passionate about helping parents and and teachers. I the majority of my clients are teachers or doctors or nurses um or people who are helping people, you know, help yeah. as their social workers yeah. because they are so overwhelmed and they are so stressed that they don't even know how to help themselves and they're struggling to help others. So learning and be, being able to Teach them this material so that they can pass it on is something I'm very, very proud of, and just hope that I can create many other mentors like me. Because in my eyes, there's no room for competition. We we can't afford to be like this. We have to create more mentors. We have to create more people passing on this material, teaching people how to be the best versions of themselves, to help themselves, to love themselves, to grow, so that we do have more compassionate people in the world,
0: in society. And I think you know, you talk about the youth. I just think like they're they're the future and they're so important and it's like you know when you especially come to teenage years you know you go through puberty you start to feel your feelings and you know years ago when we were younger like you were told big boys don't cry and you know all of this and it's like that now has an effect on those children who were younger because they're now in their adulthood and you know and it's like you know I, I've often heard myself saying it no you don't big boys don't cry and it's like no you can't say that to a child because it does have that effect um in later years. And and that's I suppose, as you said, getting that material out there to you know make parents more aware of how we talk to our children, how we you know, everything that we say and do is imprinting on them and will make them into those adults when they get older. So it, it is really, really important to make sure that we are looking after um those children, those the youth, and as you said, start at a very young age, introduce it into the school. You know, I think it should be in the schools, and as you said, the mindfulness is schools but they need it at a, a higher level
1: yeah and I do listen I do know it's a tricky situation I do work with people in the government I you know they're in certain organizations and I'm, I'm very friendly with quite a lot of people and I have a lot of connections yeah. and you know I spill and go on to them my knowledge and the hope like even some politicians have done my course and I'm like can I talk to you just on the side about something that I'm very passionate about and I feel like you could really do this you could implement this into your advertising on TV you could you know and my mind sometimes is just about to explode what is wrong with crying? can somebody please tell me where this statement came from big "Big boys don't cry what is wrong with crying? crying is just as important as laughing is it's a release it's a let go it's a build up of everything cry it out do what you have to to get it out and stop where I would just love to know who created this game. Big boys, don't cry. Don't be crying. If you're crying, it's a sign of weakness. So what? Yes, exactly. What is wrong with weakness? Weakness is where we learn about why we are weak. Weakness is where we grow and become strong in our strengthening period. All, anything I have ever learned in my life, and I'm only 37, right? So I am relatively very young, but anything I have ever learned has been through my moments of weakness. Yeah. Not in my moments of strength. It's been my weakness that has brought me to this version of a strong cleaner. But prior to that, my growth was done when I was very, very weak. And so it's learning or a perception of weakness. Stop looking at weakness as something bad or negative. Weakness can be positive. It can be where people get wakened. They wake up to life and they want to
0: change. So how can that be bad? And as you said, like you know earlier on, lessons we learn lessons when we show our weakness. You know and also our vulnerability you know it's so important to show them and you know let children understand as well that it's okay to to shed tears it's okay to you know feel weak and to not be good at everything and you know because that's how you grow and that is so important because I think even when I was younger like do you know what I mean it was it was that you know I suppose put on like you know big boys don't cry and you know like you don't show your weakness you don't cry you know oh god you're very sensitive and you know even in my in my later years now like do you know what I mean people have said to me god you're very sensitive and I'm like well I'm, I'm just that type of person and I'm okay with being sensitive I'm okay to show my tears and to cry there's nothing wrong with it for a long time people have said that to me you shouldn't be t- you're way too sensitive like I can't say anything no that's just a part of me that mm-hmm. I'm okay with for for years I didn't like it but now I do and it's like I'm okay to show emotion it's it's normal yeah. to show emotion now that,
1: that's who you are that is who Anne is and how dare that? say that to you I would actually worry about people who do ask that question how are you so sensitive why are you so sensitive if you really break down the word sensitive it's you know and you think about it and the letters used to create the word and the meaning of the word we all are because there are that's us you know validating our emotions and checking in with ourselves and knowing that it's sad to hear about what's going on in the world It, it makes me sad to hear what I'm seeing on the news in Palestine or what is happening the starvation children in Africa or the children being stolen in America or whatever there's stories happening every single day you going to tell me that's not going to impact you yeah. of course it is because we we're just we're just human beings we're having this experience so we've been given thoughts and feelings for a reason we can't ignore that we can't ignore these thoughts and these feelings and these emotions because if we don't learn to release these emotions these emotions stay put and they will be stored and let me tell you the things that are stored in a toxic environment will not survive no. so we have to be very careful and this isn't just me saying this woo-woo stuff, this has been backed by science, you know, okay. and it's a term you hear all the time now, backed by science, or, so it's okay. But it actually physically has been through many, many uh, um, tests done by Bruce Lipton and many of his team where they have taken, you know, parts of muscles and, and cells from the body and have done a lot of physical examination and approved many, many of his of, of his research that if something isn't living in a healthy environment, it will die it will not survive Ikea done it on an advertisement through two plants they watered one plant and spoke lovely to it I don't know if you've seen it you can see I it on see YouTube it, yeah. just type in the Ikea uh, positivity um, video you'll find it on YouTube and then the other plant died because they shouted the plant they talked negatively to the plant so they were talking about the importance of bullying and the impact of bullying Well, yeah. it's not just bullying it's uh, our thoughts and feelings and our emotions all of that there is so important but unfortunately for some people they were never Taught the importance of it. Shh, bait on. Don't be thinking about that stuff. Why are you worrying about that stuff? Stop crying. What are you like? Get, pick yourself up and bait on, right? So some people would have heard that. And who am yes. I to say that's wrong? I'm not going to come in and judge that and say that's wrong. It's just not how I would like to do it. That doesn't make it right. But I like to say to my children, if you're going to cry, cry it out. Cry yes. it out. Get it out. It is better out than in. I would rather you release it than store it. And then give them about five minutes. And if they're willing to talk about it, then you have another five minute window before they nearly forget about it or move on. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can talk them through it but be very careful with your words mm-hmm. your words can either be so damaging or so helpful just be very careful of your words and it's usually when we say big boys don't cry strap them tears for God's sake what's wrong you know we don't have time to give them that's mm-hmm. what's wrong we're too busy we're running the road we are trying to do 20,000 jobs at the one time we don't have time for our children mm-hmm. we're not giving them the time and attention they need we're not guiding them through things that they have experienced in school I watch my children like sometimes I leave up going the other times they get the bus this morning I left them up and I just watched them being so independent walking up to the lollipop lady and the lady walked them across and I went wow look they're only eight and six, and away they go into a big school environment on their own and Tommy ran one side and I was going oh my god he's so wee!" and he was just walking past all these older boys and girls I just kept thinking that is a big deal for a wee child yeah. to yeah. be on their own running past like it was only he's on his own for like 30 seconds but you never know what, what if an older child might have said something to him or tripped him or done something or laughed at him or pushed him or that happens and school. Yeah. And if we're not there to talk our children through that experience, they will hold it. They will store it. And let me tell you, it'll come out in later years when they
0: least expect. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, that, that's the thing. Being, having that open communication all the time with your children is so important. And with, with anyone, you know, even just yourself, having the open communication to be able to talk about how you feel and different things that have happened you know because i i think the more you talk the easier it is to deal with things as well
1: yeah and i'm a firm believer in that keeping the lines of communication open will they be open all the time possibly not will they no. want to tell you when they've kissed a boy or a girl or they've <laughs> tried a bit of alcohol or they snaked out or they done this so they wore this out are they going to tell you the truth all the time no no but but if you know in your heart that you have given it everything you can give it with love with teaching them right from wrong teaching them about respect respecting themselves first respecting the environment, respecting friends, you then have this thing called hope and faith that everything you've taught them is going to then carry them through all of those trials that they're about to embark on in teenage life. But are they going to be perfect? I'm sorry to say no. They're going to make <laughs> mistakes. They're going to be nice to friends. They're going to be horrible to friends. And um, Their friends become their world. So whatever mommy and daddy says is totally irrelevant. Um, but I think it's just always so important to make try and make sure that you have always the lines of communication Open, yeah. but to know that you've given it everything you've got for those first seven to, to 10 years, that I just think is so important.
0: Yeah, definitely. Clean up. Look, we could talk all day. Um, <laughs> so, thank you so much for all your knowledge there today. And I, I know it will help at least one person. You know what I mean? And that that's my thing. If I can just help one person, my job is done. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, as you said, getting the information out there. Um, so, I do thank you very, very much for coming on today. Um, where can people? Find you on social media,
1: and thank you so much for having me. It has been an honour and a privilege to mentor you as well, and to see you progress into what you love doing, and you're so brilliant at it. Um, yes, so Claire Fullen, you can find me on any of the social media sites, and it's just my name. There's only one of me, thankfully. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the course is finished until September. We're in the last term now, so there'll be a bit of a break that the children can have my undivided attention. They'll have me for the two months, not having a hundred clients at a time but yeah you want to get me you will find me that's
0: what I say to people (laughs) exactly and that's so true look thank you so much I really appreciate it thank you Anne for having me